as we continue our quest for 30 consecutive 52 weeks, 30 years of live radio. Wow, who knew? Al Gottfried, A.J. Gottfried, Coach K.T. Tracy Roberts out in uh, the uh, left side. He's uh, out there in uh, California. Uh, we're on the right side here in uh, Dallas, Texas. AJ is that what Shirley. this is? That's what this is. Central. This is Del. This is Dallas. Big D. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, everybody. It's a pleasure doing the show. Tell a friend. LTGLshow.com. We stream seventy-six times a week. We got a good guest coming your way here. A great guest. I'm looking forward to it right now. Especially that time of the year. I think kids are getting ready to to um, to go to school. Um, and there's a lot of things, I think, on parents' minds uh, that we want to kind of figure out, I think. We're in an interesting day and age where we're living in right now, guys. So we've got someone who has written over 50 books, ladies and gentlemen. Phenomenal. Boy. I mean, this is amazing. Someone who uh, certainly uh, knows what they're talking about with gun control. And he's a military expert, historian, Dr. William Forstchen, on hanging out with us this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, I was confused there for a second because my internet went down this morning. And just as I was clicking your link on, it said, hey, I got an interview at 1 o'clock. So <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready to go. It's all good. You're out there in North Carolina, Doc? Yeah, uh, near Asheville, North Carolina. All right. Well, writing 50 books and I'm sure lots of other works in the uh, working uh, stages, your golf game is not too good. I, I worked on a golf course for four years, a bit like Caddyshack, actually, cutting greens and all that. Cool. I never learned the game. It frustrated me too much. <laughs> well, we, we've been playing it 100 years, and we haven't learned it either. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. At least I mix military. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are. You know, first of all, I, it's funny that we're interviewing you right now. I just left my son's uh, new middle school here in Prosper, Texas. I'm actually excited. A couple reasons why is because I, I, while I was walking into the school, uh, there were three Prosper ISD police vehicles out front, which is great because, you know, we come from Los Angeles and you don't really find that too often. So to have that there was wonderful. But we live in a world now, Doc, where, you know, it's almost frightening to drop your son or, or daughter off at school. And hope for the best, if you know what I'm talking about here. I mean, it's, you know, safety is such a big concern now for our kids. Um, but let's expand upon that a little bit here. How are we going to keep our kids safe when it comes to schools in this country? Well, every day I walk onto my campus, I teach at a college, and I see that big sign. This is a gun-free zone. It does nothing to reassure me. Uh, I did an op-ed several weeks back with Washington Times advocating that some, some teachers should be armed in every school. Um, I get really angry at the unions and everything saying, oh, teachers are to teach. I'm talking about two or three people in any given school. They get heavily vetted. Go over them carefully. If they pass, take them to training and not just a one afternoon course extensive training with refresher and then finally pass all that compensate them give them a concealed a concealed weapon that they carry at all times if they're dumb enough to walk into a faculty room and say hey guys i'm armed fire them on the spot the key thing here is they're anonymous nobody knows who they are mm -hmm. and you saw the videotape of vivaldi where that killer walked down the hall yeah. Nobody stopped him. One on, uh, 
secretly armed teacher could have made the difference and stopped it before it started. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, one of my questions to the uh, principal of my son's school is, you know, he was talking about the safety and how he, you know, the doors lock when you uh, when you when it closes automatically oh, yeah. locks, which is fine. It's great. I mean, all of these things are are, are great because when I was going to school. A long time ago, they didn't even have that. But it's interesting. I mean, like you were talking about how like there's various windows that are bulletproof. I never thought I'd even have this conversation with a principal. Bulletproof windows in schools. Um, I'm curious to to know, maybe from your perspective or or opinion, though, why why are we living in this type of terror, if you will? We're not as safe as we wish we would be, uh, especially when it comes to our kids. Is this social media related? Is it bullying? Is it? Yes. There are so many other factors, and, and you just hit a couple of them. Bullying, well, bullying's always been around. And when I was a teacher teaching middle school and high school, I was always on top of it. So that leads me to a point. Schools are these giant factories, two, 3,000 kids. Mm-hmm. How the heck do teachers even identify who they are? It's just a number. Uh, I've seen some schools that go to a house system, like a private school, 250 kids in a house, same team of teachers, good headmaster or whatever, and you keep careful tabs on these kids. I did disarm somebody. It's been about 30 years ago. Wow. I wasn't heroic. I knew the kid. I knew him well. I knew what the situation was. And when I confronted him with it, He gave me the weapon. Hmm. I was not heroic at all. I knew he was out after something else. But I also knew his problems, including the fact that he had witnessed his mother committing suicide, which left a horrid depression on him. Sure. So identifying that. And, well, yeah, what do we want? Do we want to find a terminal? Let's put barbed wire around the school. Let's put concertina wire up. Let's make everything better yet. Don't have any windows at all. We can't live like that. We had to figure out better ways to prevent it. And again, secretly armed teachers could be the major factor that could start deterring this. Doc, what's your opinion also of like uh, ex-military retirees? Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. You know, I was coming on another radio show just a couple of days ago, and it really hit me. How many ex-military do we see after 20, 25 years service? They become coaches, administrators, or teachers. Those would be perfect people. Uh, You know, know, another one is uh, janitorial, custodial staff. Mm -hmm. A lot of these are old guys, you know, not old guys. They sometimes know the kids better than anybody. They can spot these things. Doesn't matter who within the school system. But excellent point. Ex-military, ex-police, mm-hmm. hired to be a teacher or a coach could be a big factor in preventing these things. Is this something, though, that – I mean, look at it. I mean, I, we live now in Texas, and you live in North Carolina. I don't see this being maybe a major issue in trying to get um, to happen, actually. But, you know, people who live you know, where I came from in Los Angeles, I mean, let's face it. These people aren't really keen on uh, what we're talking about here. Is this something that's going to have to be left up to the states or is this something that, you know, you know, it's got to come from, uh, you know, Washington, D.C.? I'm a strong believer and let the states handle their things unless, you know, by the Constitution. 
Yeah. Ohio has passed this. Hmm. Uh, a number of districts in Arizona are now doing it. Uh, we don't need the feds because anything the feds touch always seems to get screwed up. And education <laughs> is a big one. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't have neon signs on the guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 absurd to put the feds into it. Okay. And look 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 at that shooting. Three hundred and sixty cops with their fingers. I won't tell. You know. Never mind. Mm. Uh, I was about to go obscene. But 360 cops, yeah. and they did nothing? Right. Yeah, I know. If, uh, you have to have some leadership training in here. Yeah. So, t- Dr. I've known, I, yeah, I knew a police officer, close friend, mm-hmm. who stopped a shooting at a factory some years back. One man was killed. He rushed into the factory on the spot. Got the guy within one minute, and he got chewed out. Well, you weren't following procedures. You should have waited for the SWAT team. He said, yeah, they, he would have killed half the factory. Yeah. I went in. I disarmed him. That's it. Yeah. You know, and, and we're seeing, obviously, this take place. Um, it seems like year after year and actually uh, more often than that now, and it's it's crazy. Um, this is certainly a great uh a great example of maybe, you know, what we can maybe see in the future. Um, who knows? But um, I love the fact that, uh, you know, states, cities are already initiating this. This is a brilliant idea. Hey, by the way, for all of our listeners too, talk about your latest uh, book, Day of Wrath. Talk about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Day of Wrath, you can get it on Amazon. Short book, 60,000 words. I self-published. Okay. I wrote Day of Wrath six years ago, actually. Hmm. It's based on the Beslan scenario. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it. It, it, Beslan, Russia, 2004, terrorists seized a school. They murdered, they murdered over 200 children. I remember that. They were trained professional killers. Wow. I remember that. And it was a horrid nightmare. Yeah. And I worry about that as well. Yep. Can you imagine three trained terrorists in a suburban or rural school? They could walk in and with current procedure, by the time the police react, there's two or 300 children dead. Yeah. That is something I really do worry about, this idea of trained terrorists. And guess what? We have a wide open border down in Texas. Who's coming across every day? You just had to infiltrate a couple of teams. It's almost like they've already been done. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Yeah, you're gonna have over four million people coming through here this year. <laughs> Jeez, four million. Yeah. Oh boy. Talk about your passion for the military and. Uh... Well, I volunteered uh, in ROTC. I was given a really sweet spot in ROTC when I was in college, and then they detected a real irregular heartbeat, and that ended it. So. I became a military historian instead, okay. and uh, I got my Ph.D. actually specializing in the American Civil War, history, mm. technology, nice. German political history between 1918 and 1945. No, oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, I'm passionate about supporting our military. God bless you. My, uh, my father served with MacArthur in the Pacific. My father-in-law served with Patton. Uh, in Europe, and wow. and I served in the Air Force and volunteered during Vietnam. So we're we're all military all the way, 
and uh, we love the, we love America for uh, the strength that uh, some presidents have led uh, out of the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, don't get me started. Uh, I, I did. I, I got to give me ten seconds for a plug. Yeah. I just attended a remarkable ceremony for a close friend of mine, Andy Andrews. He's passed away. His book just came out last week. Uh, a machine gunner's uh, journey from uh, Normandy to Czechoslovakia. Mm. His name is Andy Andrews. He, four Purple Hearts, wow. uh, Bronze Star, mm. chewed up badly in the Hurricane Forest. Great book. I just finished reading it, and we had a big ceremony yesterday honoring it. I'll check so, it out. I'll yeah. check it out. Thank you. Well, appreciate uh all your time, what you do. Uh, looking forward to reading the newest book, Day of Wrath. Of course, available on all uh, online retailers. I'm assuming, uh, including Amazon. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Hey, Doc. Thanks for joining the show and touching on this. I uh, hope to see this play out as we've discussed. We'll talk real soon. Be well. God, God bless America. Take care. Thanks, Doc. You know, I'm sitting here reminiscing. I was in grammar school 65 years ago. You were there about 35 years ago. Grammar school? Yeah. When they you, called it that? Yeah. <laughs> I was, you were, and now yeah. the grandkids are there. And it's like, uh, it's really changed uh, for the worse. I hope that they're uh, going to make some sense about, like, your visit this morning comes to uh, fruition. We shall see, ladies and gents. Thanks for listening. More to come, though. Living the Good Life show. Visit LT. GLshow.com. Today's show presented by our friends at Wendy's Made to Crave Hamburgers, no doubt about it, and sandwiches. Yeah, that was the a frosty. That was strawberries going away. Better hurry up. What are you going to say something? That was the best part of school for me lunch. <laughs> we'll be right back, everyone.